Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? This week we are entering into the ultimate wane, the waning of the solar season and the waning of the moon as well. So we're going to release and resolve and surrender and hopefully we're in the process of becoming resolute. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how the sun is in the final degrees of Sagittarius, the final days of the autumnal season in the northern hemisphere. And that that moon is going to be hitting its last quarter square and it'll continue its wane into the waning crescent. So we want to talk a little bit about that and how we can ride those waves in through this this next season that's that's about to begin. And then there's a lot of forward motion, although there's so many things that are ending. There's lots of forward motion with Jupiter finally moving forward into Aries. We got Saturn moving and changing degrees finally. Venus and Mercury are going to be doing a little joining forces in Capricorn. And if you look, you can probably see Venus as the evening star if you don't have mountains (laughs) to the west. So after the sun sets, we're going to be seeing Venus making its grand entrance as the evening star. And, you know, I want to talk about goal setting, basically. We want to transcend time and as the construct and really get into this idea of making moves right now when we feel it. (laughs) It's time. We're going to talk about the hermetic principle of gender and how we can use the masculine and feminine energies to, uh, to make moves and actually create some things in this life to be productive and to practice this art of becoming resolute. So all this and so much more happening in this sesh. Let's take a moment to tune in. Take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, start to root your energy, root it into the earth, fine tune your center. Feel that drawing down and into the anchor, the center core of the planet earth, and just feel that groundedness, that foundation that is given from that rootedness. And then from that root, we want to start to practice with our own rhythmic breath and timing, the rise, the rising up through the center through that vertical axis, and then the expansion into the horizontal field, the horizontal plane, and feel that broadness and spaciousness in our field. As you continue to breathe in your own timing, start to feel into your own heartbeat in the center of it all. Your heartbeat, grounded, anchored in the earth, pulsing into the field in its own rhythmic timing. And let that ripple, that resonate into the space that surrounds you. And with your own breath's timing, start to tune in to this resonance. Feel the 
the range of motion that you could actually pulse and engage, like activate the space that surrounds you. You want to activate this auric range of motion that we've been talking about. As you move in the, in the world, you want to practice your third dimensional, your physical range of motion, but on a more subtle level, we want to feel the auric range of motion. And through this auric range of motion, we can start to gain more presence in our center. And through this presence, I, I like to think of it as like our range of presence. How anchored can we be and how present can we be? Because through our presence, we can start to tune into the sensory system, tune into the field through our ears, through our eyes, through the smell, through the feeling, the touch, the taste, the inner knowing, just using the sensory system to, to activate our range of presence and begin to develop some insight and some directional guidance. This is the way I look at it. It's like when I tune in, I get this insight and this directional guidance that helps me to make decisions whether I'm going to engage, penetrate, or if I'm going to observe and receive. Engage or present penetrate, sort of a waxing masculine effect versus the receptive observing effect, the feminine effects of being re receptive and observant. So this balancing, this presence, this tuning into our presence really gives us more focus and more attention. Through that focus and attention, we then can observe, become more tuned into our sensory perceptions. And the way that I look at this is this also has a gravitational effect. Our focus and our attention has a gravitational effect on our presence. So when you can hone in and narrow it in and focus on something, you're bringing gravity to that. That sense of gravitational awareness and presence creates more energy. And so from that energy, we get to choose, are we going to allow it to ripple into the field and sort of become broader and receptive? Or are we going to focus in and hone it in and actually penetrate and engage with it <laughs> with that gravity? See, so, <laughs> oh, this stuff's fun. You know, I, I know it, it's abstract. I know it's abstract, but this is part of the fun. We're philosophizing right now. And these concepts that I'm studying and that I'm sharing with you through my own studies and my own practice are, are these, this, it's this, this art and science of being able to truly be ourselves, you know, tuning in, living in rhythm, tuning in and, and starting to know ourselves, starting to become more aware and have an inner intra personal relationship with ourselves. So it's very personal. It's very subjective. And this is why I, I hope that the way that I'm sharing this, it's giving you a sense of you're, you're hopefully you're having your own experience, <laughs> you know, cause it's like, that's the thing when you have your own experience, then you get to make notes and correlations, you know, the whole Jeffrey Wolf green observations and correlations really help us to hone in on our own preferences, our own experiences. From that place, we develop a, a relationship with ourselves, a sense of knowing and trusting and being who we are. This is the way we can really authenticate ourselves. <laughs> Authentication. You know, it. it's cool because 
the way that I look at it too is through the core calibration, the physical embodiment, we then can start to have a, a, that, that personal relationship. From there, we can start to develop this more, uh, uh, we can develop a higher presence in the way that we show up in the world. It's always been the case for me that when I am embodied and present, when I'm in my body doing movement, breath, dance, these things, I feel my most powerful. Now that's my personal expression. We all have our thing. And what I'm hoping happens is through your senses, through your tuning into your center of gravity and feeling your resonance, your timing, your really, your rhythmic resonance and your personal timing will give you a sense of presence and insight for yourself that offers guidance, that offers clarity, that offers direction. It helps us along the road. And so the, the core, the calibrating of the core, the, the physical body, just, just practice being with yourself as much as you can, because through that, you can get these more subtle this more subtle feedback of the way that the world is speaking to us through our senses so that we can become more cosmic. We can become more mystic, magical, more psychic, more in tune with our true sense of ourselves, our true being and our true nature, you know, and we all came here to let our soul shine and we all have our own unique way that that happens. Everyone's got their own light and the way that light shines, you know, so bless it. You know, hopefully you're having fun with it and and you're making it your own. So recognize though, that focus and attention where your focus is, is, is a sense of gravity. There's gravity there. And what we're looking to do is be able to tune in and focus our presence so that we can make things happen. That's where we want to move things in the third dimension this requires our presence and our relationship, a, a really clear relationship with gravity and the way it moves. Next level. All good things and all good time. <laughs> the last thing I want to say about the embodiment piece is that the, the, the presence and the gravity is really taking hold of our, of our, our resonance, like our vibration, like when we presence and we choose like how to focus our energy, that's the gravity, how we, when we choose how to focus our energy, that becomes a vibrational resonance that has an, a cause that affects the field, so to speak. And as we find rhythm and grace and timing in this presence, in this, this, this auric resonance that we're building, then we can actually start to not only manifest, but just be so aware of who and how and where we are at any given point so that we can be so present enough to, to take opportunities as they arise to catch waves. You know, like we want to become big wave surfers in, in these cosmic, in these cosmic waves with these cosmic waters. I'm looking for ways that I can maximize my, my, presence so that when I feel the swell coming, I can catch the wave. When I feel the wane coming, the tides receding, I can ride that in with grace so that it doesn't suck me in or I don't lose energy trying to catch a wave that isn't there. That's on a physical, psychological, mental, oh, it's also intertwined. 
But let's synchronize. Let's do some cosmic synchronization now because it's really beautiful right now what's going on on the solar and lunar level. We have this this sense of gravity as the lights recede in the northern hemisphere, as the last days of autumn and the days grow darker and shorter, we're heading into the final days of Sagittarius, the final days of autumn. There's a finality and an ending happening. This phasing, this wane that's occurring not only through the solar cycle and the lunar cycle, but it's, it's occurring this year in sync with the calendar, the, the calendar that we, that society structures, Western society formulates and structures its life on, you know, and I'm speaking from my Western perspective. I live in the call in Colorado in the mountains. And so I'm speaking from my perspective and from here in the United States, and especially, you know, this, this part of, you know, in this country, in this part of the world, there's a lot of celebrating and coming to end of the actual calendar year, 2022. And, you know, this is interesting to me that it's all occurring right now. <laughs> Everything's in sync and we're living in such cosmic times. I know it's say, I mean, I'm going to be saying it for a long time, but, you know, because it's so unique where we are in time and space right now. To be alive and cognizant of these waves, these once-in-a-lifetime events that we are living through and evolving through right here and now, it's, it's so magical. And I like that it's happening, that it's synchronizing with the Gregorian calendar or the, the, the societal calendar that we're living on in the Western Hemisphere because it's, it's helpful because it's going to help us synchronize so that we can hopefully observe the and distinct distinguish a little bit the differences between these these different cycles and patterns that we organize our life around what i'm hoping happens is that as it's happening and synchronizing through the societal calendar so to speak we can start to recognize how constructed time is Yes, I'm going to say it again. Time is a construct and it holds us, it binds us, and it keeps us limited. It truly does. And the more we can start to transcend our understanding of time and ourself in time, our space in time, so to speak, the more we can maximize our time and space here on this earth. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so exciting to me. And so, you know, we have the holidays coming up and I've, I've been speaking about how the, this time of year is really when the light, you know, as the light wanes in the Northern hemisphere and recedes, there's a drawing in that waning effect can be witnessed. So not only is it being witnessed through the sun as the days are darker and shorter, the sun goes down early, earlier than it does and at other times of year and it comes up later than it does in, in certain times of year. So this, this solar cycle is in its ultimate waning effect at the end of autumn in the Northern Hemisphere. This wane of the cycle happens as, as the sun fades a little bit, as the light fades and gets darker. We can feel the effects of that light this happens once a month in the moon. As the moon's light wanes, we just hit that full peak of the, of the full moon. And now we have the moon waning, the light receding, 
growing darker with the days that are growing darker. Super cosmic. There's a receding. There's a releasing and a resolving. I've been thinking about it in so many ways of that we gather and we make use of what is and what we have, what's in front of us, what's close in. We gather around the light. We gather around the fire. We gather around the candle with our close one, with our loved ones, with our closest community. You know, we, we draw the energy in. There's some resolving. We come to terms with, with what is most important that without the light, without maximum daylight, we have less time to, to do things. And so as the light recedes, we pull back, we, we can make use of this, this drawing in this as, as a moment of, as the darkness comes in, we can be more receptive. We can tune in a little bit deeper. Being able to tune in, we become resolute. We can resolve things. I like this phrase, to become resolute. It's unwavering. It's a presence that is so aware and in the moment that it is with what it is, it is with in honoring and in reverence of what is. And especially just like it's neat coming after a, a time, you know, this time of year coming after the holiday calendar of Thanksgiving, which has a lot of things, but the, the concept of being grateful in this being grateful for what we have as the light fades to be present with what is to show gratitude and reverence and honor what is around us. It's, it's, uh, it's a sacred time. This is a very, they don't call it the holy days for nothing. Whatever your religion is, if you just tune into the, if you just presence, if we can just presence ourselves on the planet and recognize the cycles. Now, obviously, if you live in the Southern hemisphere, the opposite thing is happening. But I mostly am going to share from my perspective and my experiences because that's what I got. <laughs> and so, you know, I it back to that idea of you've I, I highly encourage all of us to make it our own, you know, make your own observations and correlations about what this time means. It's interesting, too, because this is the time of year. Like I said, the calendar year is ending. I'm actually my birthday is in December. And so I always have an end of an annual, like I actually change numbers as well at this time of year. And so that's really cool because there's this whole effect of like endings and prepare and preparing for the new beginnings. And what I want to say about that is, you know, I was having a conversation with my sister, her name is Reggie and she's amazing. If you know, if you don't know Reggie, you probably will one day. (laughs) <laughs> she's a real boss. But what we were talking about how, um, you know, she was talking about end of year things and how people set goals and they're doing, this is the time of year where, you know, people are going to say, oh yeah, my new year's resolution. And they kind of wait for the new, the clock to strike and the calendar year to change to actually make the changes. And she's just got this zest for life that is so admirable to me. It's this embracing the moment. She's so present and so in the moment. And she says, why wait? You know, why wait? Make your resolutions now. Start now. And I just love this so much because there is this effect of like 
I can see how often we as humanity, you know, we get caught in these these rhythms, these patterns, this constructed organ order of time and space and it's like, oh yeah, in January I'll do that. And it's like I'm I'm saying right now that the cosmos are aligning along with the sun, the moon, and the stars. There is a full-on alignment of like whew, let it wane, let it go and let yourself be. Like I said last sesh, go ahead and let yourself change. Why wait? Now is a perfect opportunity to ride the, that wane into a new beginning and, and just feel this, the, the power of actually being able to resolve right now as we come, as we gather around the light that is, that we have and we honor and cherish it to feel that from that presence, a true insight, a guidance on direction, on focus, on where and how to, to focus the energy, where to put the gravity and the intention now, right now. And you know what I say about this too, is it's powerful because, you know, when we're living in rhythm, we're, we're in tune with ourselves. We're in tune with the sun, the moon, the earth and ourselves. That's what it's about for me when I talk about this. And it's less about waiting for these cycles to happen and these patterns to take form and to actually catch the, like a surfer doesn't wait and say, oh, there's a wave. Let me catch it. They feel the rhythm or the the swell of the waters. They can feel through the water, through them tuning in, they can feel that, that energy of like, this is my, this is mine. I better start swimming to catch, to catch this wave that's coming. You don't wait for the wave to be under you to try to catch it. You're too late when you do that. Like, I feel like people wait for the wave. you know, they wait for the moon or they wait for the, the, the transit to occur. And then they try to engage it. And it's so much like this wave writing where if you could actually just sense that we are in the midst of this transformation and this wane that's occurring. And if we can let what needs to go, go now so we can catch the wave, we're going to be in perfect time because there, I'll tell you now coming into 2023, there are some major shifts happening in this, in the stars with the planets. We have Pluto changing signs, Saturn will change signs. Jupiter's about to change signs in this next week, but we've big changes happening that are moving us really forward into the age of Aquarius. And it is no joke. It's time to be Aquarian and thoughtful. My Aquarians, what's up? <laughs> There's a lot of Aquarius moons around me and lots of Aquarian suns too, but this Aquarius energy is, it's coming in strong and it's telling us now, prepare now. The wane is occurring. So as the light recedes, you know what you need to do. Focus on what's most important. What's in front? Where's, where's the light? Where's the energy? And, and catch this next swell because we got a big wave coming. And so like, you know, don't wait to resolve for the re- your res- your new year's resolutions on to on 2023 whatever that means you know no right now there is a waning occurring resolve now become resolute now <laughs> and so this is this practice of really tuning into we're returning to natural time that's what this is about is tuning ourselves with natural time so that we can catch the waves, we can ride the waves, we can maximize them, 
right? Maximize our time and our space here on this place, this planet, this blue planet Earth. (laughs) You know, so this return to natural time is living in rhythm. It's synchronizing soul syncing with the sun, the moon, and the earth, its elements, and me, my heartbeat, and the center of it all. If I'm tuned in and centered, and then you're doing that from where you are in your time and space, and then you're doing that, we're all like making a really strong, clear presence. Our gravity is known. Our presence is known through that anchoring and synchronizing with the sun, moon, and stars and the elements. Boom. Our presence becomes known. From this place, we can start to move. We can move mountains if we want. I mean, people, bless it. I am not kidding. We really can do this. And so, uh, yeah, now's the time. (laughs) Uh, So like I said, let's talk a little bit about the astrology. So the sun is in the final degrees of Sagittarius. And so we'll have like a week and a half of, of Sagittarius left. This is the, the place where we, philos- where we philosophize and we, you know, synthesize all of the concepts we've been building in this last solar cycle, preparing for the solstice, my favorite time where the sun comes back. You know, it's like a new moon moment. We're heading into this waning. So basically it's like the solar energy is waning, like a waning crescent right now. And if you observe the moon in this next week or so, you will watch the moon hit its halfway point, left side illuminated as it hits that last quarter square. And from there, it it pulls back and pulls back to the crescent, the waning crescent or the left crescent, my favorite. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's that's the sun and the moon. I just want to say one more thing about the moon and well, (laughs) this won't be the last thing I say about the moon, but you know, the, the thing is, is that the moon is such a wonderful reflection for us. It is there. It's our constant. It's one of our constants that we can use to understand ourselves on in time and space on earth. And when I think about, you know, I, I keep bringing up the last quarters in the first quarters particularly because they will, you know, they, they really will give us some deeper insight into this balancing between the wax, the wane, the masculine, the feminine, the right, the left, the up, the down, you know, the penetration, the receptivity. And that's what this moment in time, that's what's so cosmic about this moment in time is that this, over this next week, we're experiencing it on a solar level on a lunar level and on an internal level, on a, on a calendar level, on a societal level, it's happening in so many realms, this balancing act that we are constantly being pushed to, to, to have some reconciliation with, to resolve this balancing between the polarity. I mean, it's seriously no joke that this is duality. This is what humanity is, is, is up against, you know, or like humanity is looking to resolve this this polarity business and, and finding this middle way is my solution, you know, the, the living in rhythm to understand neutrality in the middle way. So la- observing the, the, you know, it's, it's awesome to tune into the new moons and the full moons in culture right now in, in main, you know, in the culture, it, there is a lot of awareness around the new and the full moons. It's fabulous. Work it. And add 
into your practice the observation and correlations that happen when the moon is waxing at a first quarter, first half, versus waning at the last half. There's some really powerful insights that I'm sure that are, like I said, everything's personal. It's subjective. You'll have your own experiences. There's some, there's some commonality that comes through in these cycles when we understand the wax versus the wane, and particularly with these, these squares. So catch that and feel it. Because so right now, we are in this, this waning towards, towards solstice. And when I think about that, this idea of, again, like transcending the calendar time and recognizing that you don't have to wait till January 2023 to, to make your resolutions. And I mean, I know that most people that are tuning in, most of you that are tuning into this are more sophisticated than that. But let's just name it. I'm naming it because that's kind of the point is I, I said this in the last sesh that I have been acknowledging and noticing. I'm witnessing that as I speak and record through the pod, <laughs> the universe is holding me accountable and it already was before, but it, the, the word sound power is even more intense through this, this outlet. And I think I'm also just holding myself more accountable as well. This is as above, so below kind of thing. And the way that I look at it is this becoming resolute is this presentness and this willingness to be unwavering in my presence. Not so much in, you know, like unwavering is a balance too. Like I want to be unwavering in my presence so that I can adapt and adjust as needed. And the thing that I've noticed about this becoming resolute, this feeling that I've been developing and building within myself is this, so it is. The becoming resolute for me is I intend, I presence, I vibrate, so be it. It's this trust that I've been building, that I'm practicing, you know, I'm practicing it and I'm building it in myself to understand my presence in the the capacity, the potentiality that my presence and my focus actually has on my own reality. And this is so, this has been so deep. I love it because it's all connected. In my world, I just keep connecting it all. And the, the thing is, is that this, this so be it, this becoming resolute really brings me to the seventh hermetic principle, which is the principle of gender. And it's kind of interesting because I feel like I actually have been working through my own deep process and understanding of what the the hermetic principle of gender is and especially in this time because it is a triggering conversation or it can be for some people and I actually want to acknowledge that you know this is this is such a deep conversation that like all these hermetic principles all these concepts are they can each each concept has its own, I mean, we could ripple off into a very own podcast just on one of the hermetic principles and spend our, spend a lifetime studying just one, let alone all seven. So I want to recognize that, that this is a lifelong practice that I'm, that I'm referring to in this, a lifelong study as well. The other thing I want to recognize is that the, the concept of gender in, in society right now, is all because it's it's such a hot topic there are it has become it's become a, like more polarizing it was already a polarizing thing 
Gender is a polarizing thing, masculine, feminine. That's the polarity. So the fact that we've even, it's become even more polarized in the current era, it is a fascinating thing for me because as somebody, like I'll speak, you know, I, I, I want to speak from my viewpoint once again, and I have really been coming to terms with the fact that like, as a, as a woman who is black and indigenous in my roots and in my heritage and culture, I have a mixed background already. And I'm always trying to come through with, you know, I'm always trying to make connections. I mean, this has been my life thing is, is somebody that's mixed. It's like, I'm looking to bring unison to these things that maybe in mainstream or in the world seem like they shouldn't fit or work together yet. They do because here I am. And like I, you know, I always bring it up, Bob, I'm a rainbow too. <laughs> you know, I'm a rainbow too. If you saw my family, so many shades, we're rainbows. And so I bring this up because this is, I, I'm looking, I, I think it's important. The identity politics are extremely important conversations that we need to have. This is beyond what I'm talking about because the identity is there. I also would like to I feel like they're also partly having an effect on the way we're seeing ourselves in time and space too, that can be constructive, but also destructive. And so I I just really want to name this because the thing is, is that if we can transcend time space and we can transcend identity, physicality and gender or race, I mean, you know, we're, we're all humans on this planet. And so I just, I want like to do that for the sake of this art and science of living in rhythm, this philosophy that we're talking about today. And, and I also want to know, want everyone to know how much I respect people's experiences and perceptions. And, and this is the point we need to start to hold our own and honor that and honor each other for where we all are. Okay. So, but when we talk about the hermetic principles, they're beyond that. So it's, it's more of a philosophical concept, less about gender in, in the real world, as far as our identity. Okay. And all do love and respect to everyone for being who they are. Let your soul shine. That's what I'm always saying. Okay. So the, I want to break it down though, because this is really, really cool. When you think about the evolution of the Zodiac, like we talk about all the time, and we're in this waning effect of the, the fall, you know, the last phase where we're synthesizing and, and honoring what we have so that we can master it. That's what's coming. You know, so we want to master some stuff. Well, this, this is what, there's this evolution of the hermetic principles as well. We start out with the mentalism. We've talked about how the first principle is the principle of mentalism, which is that the universe is mental. All is mental. Things occur in the mind. From that mentalism comes this moment of correspondence where we recognize as above, so below, within, without. From there, we have the vibration. That under that observing with a within and without from our thoughts and our ideas, how they're connected, then we start to get a vibration and a pulse, a resonance that occurs. That's the third hermetic principle, vibration. 
from the vibration, we get to recognize that there's polarity. There's polarity. Black, white, up, down. Positive, negative, masculine, feminine. That's more gender. But you see where I'm going, this polarity. And we've been talking about it a lot. I talk about it every single full moon, that the sun and the moon are the perfect reflection and and recognition of that polarity, the oppositional energies. So we just find the beauty in the both and we find that balance and we learn how to play with it. As we learn how to play with it, that's the fifth hermetic principle of rhythm, fine-tuning the rhythm. And this is where I really come into terms with like, we are living in rhythm, this ability to, to really tune into that to that pulse, that vibration and, and work the polarities with grace and ease in harmony in rhythm from that rhythm, we start to develop a balance in the cause and effect. We understand we can observe and witness the, the nature, the effects that our actions have the causes and the effects of this rhythm of how when we tune into the rhythm, how when we're tuned in, we're riding the waves, that's harmonic, that feels good. When we work a dissonant rhythm, an offbeat rhythm, how maybe that feels deconstructive or offbeat, you know? I mean, there's not a right or wrong either. I want to name that. There's not a right or wrong. The polarity is not a right or wrong. It, they're just opposites, just like the night and the day. They, they just are for what they are, the sun and the moon. They're opposites, and yet they're the same. <laughs> and that's kind of the point is through the polarity, we find that rhythm and that balance that gives us the stability to really make intentional choices around our how we cause and affect our reality. The next level, the seventh hermetic principle is the principle of gender. And it's powerful because what it shows is that through this cause and effect, things manifest And what we see in the manifestations have this underlying vibration of gender. What it says in the Kabbalion is this. The seventh hermetic principle is the principle of gender. Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. I want to read that again. Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. So that's deep. To me, that's so deep. Because what it's saying is that, and I just feel this in my own life. I've got a masculine and I have a feminine, I have masculine and feminine qualities within me. I have the capacity to engage and penetrate and shine like the sun and I have the capacity to tune in, to be receptive, to be more subtle like the moon. It's really interesting because the way they use, like I'm still putting my head around this one, to be honest, if you haven't noticed. And I've been studying it for a while. But like the thing is, is the, the, word gender, even in my own head, it kind of triggers. I'm like, yeah, but man, woman, no. I mean, we're talking the, what I'm starting to really learn. This is what I came to is I'm starting to really learn that when I, I can use a masculine or feminine quality 
to engage my gravity, my presence in the world. Okay. So when I'm tuned in and I'm present and I'm getting that insight around my directional guidance, I can feel the direction. Should I, should I penetrate or should I receive? Should I be more masculine or positive or should I be more feminine, negative? And I'm not talking about bad and good. I'm talking about the polarity of positive poles versus negative poles, ions. You know, so there's this positive, negative, masculine, feminine. There's the sun, the solar energy versus the lunar energy. The daylight versus the night. And then, you know, and I love the, I love the words, the penetrate and the receiving, you know, that's so cool. But what I came to this week, and I'm not a computer person, I'm not, but I, what I came to this week is like the whole computer programming, the matrix of the zeros and the ones, they're the same thing. The ones are penetrating, the zeros are are receptive. So, I mean, that's, that is so deep to me. Like, I feel like I learned some new stuff, Uh, but the idea of being able to have that that one versus the, in the zero, I don't know if you, the, the, the concept of being able to actually engage in the world, put your soul shine out versus allowing it to be more receptive and tuned in. And at any given point, we have a choice to, to ride into that penetrative vibration or that receptive vibration to be neutral in the zero or to be active in the one Mm. using the light versus maximizing the dark. This is, uh, this is deep stuff. And so the, the way that I'm thinking about it too, as far as like, again, our, our own presencing is that, like I say, when I tune in and I'm in the moment and I'm making the, I'm coming to my resolutions, I'm becoming resolute I can start to observe and tune in through my senses, through my sensory perception and feel into that directional guidance. Am I being called to engage and to penetrate or am I being called to pull back and observe and listen a little bit? Should I amplify and radiate or should I resonate and harmonize, just neutralize? And, uh, you know, the way I'm looking at this now is, uh, 311 was right. You're a transistor. <laughs> you're a transistor. You're a, you're a lightning conductor. You're an energetic conductor and amplifier. Transistors, like true transistors actually have the capacity to, to, to calm and to resolve imbalances and vibrations. <laughs> They can resolve the vibration. That's not the word. Oh, gosh. I wish I would have wrote it down. It's okay. I wrote so many things down. So, um, but that's the whole, look up, look it up and check it out because we really are, we're, we're light, we're transistors. We're here to catch that frequency, that energetic vibration rooted from the earth that's our own and really let our soul shine. I mean, the, but our, our, our own relationship to this is what's coming into importance because we're starting to, as we move into the Aquarian age, it is very much about me being me, you being you, and we do ourselves and we walk together, you know? Mm. 
it's that road, that song that I have the road to walk into. You got, you can't do everything in sync with another because we walk alone, but we work together. And this is the thing. How do I harmonize my vibrational presence, my resonance in a way that I'm so open. I'm so clear that I can make moves. (laughs) I can ride these waves. I can ride these waves and catch the energy and let my, like really catch the energy and receive it when I need it and project it and let it shine when I am ready, when it's neat, when it's being called to, to, to let it out. We got to let our soul shine. And, and so, yeah, amplification of the soul is, is, uh, is what's, (laughs) it's coming, but there's the, we, we want to ride this wane. And again, like, you know, there's this, there's this balancing act. I I do want to get into, before I let you go, I have to get into the astrology really quick because it's funny to me. I noticed that. So one thing that, that I noticed about the planets is that Mercury's in Capricorn. So it's already heading into that area. Mercury's been resolved. Venus has been resolved. It's moving in. In fact, Start to look to the west at the sunset because you will see that Venus is becoming the evening star. And that it's so beautiful. Venus, Venus is the evening star. We haven't seen Venus in the sky for a long time. So look to your to your western sunset and just like tune into that. You know, so we have all these planets moving direct for now, except for Mars and Uranus. But the like so. Jupiter is moving direct and it's going to be leaving. It's at the 29th degree of Pisces for the last time in 12 years. And so it's moving, it's resolving a 12 year cycle. Jupiter is resolving a 12 year cycle and moving into the sign of the self, Aries. So maximize yourself and, you know, put some love around your heart and yourself. So there's that happening. And then Saturn is basically. It's been lingering at the 20 degree, 21 degree Aquarius. It went direct in October, but it's been lingering. And now we're starting to move into 22 degrees. So that's exciting. Saturn's moving. Things have been resolved. Neptune, it went direct last week. I briefly mentioned it, but it's basically sitting at 22 degrees and it's going to be it. It has been for a few months and it will be for a few more months at 22 degrees. It's still direct though. So that's good. At least the parking brake is off, but we're not moving forward there just yet. So, you know, there's some things that are, are where we can have, there's insight to be gained from this forward motion. So I, I always thought, I always equate this, this last quarter square, this waning, this last waning is really cool because as the energies pull back, there is a sense of that we, you know, it's not over. It's just a matter of a cycle is ending. There's a new beginning. We, there's this beautiful moment in occurring right now where we can let go of what is no longer serving and really re- let it just let things be resolved. There's nothing to do, but just let them be resolved. Like that's the beautiful thing about the wane is that things pull back with or without our permission. <laughs> You know, and so I mean, that's my point is like when we ride and when we're in tune with these waves, we can actually kind of allow that wane to occur and 
through that, we, as I always think of us, like when the sand is pulling back, if I'm on the beach and my feet are at the shore and the water is pulling back, I can still feel some water. I can still feel my, you know, I think there's that, it's that beautiful moment, like halfway between when it's like, oh, the water's pulling back and I can feel the sand pulling away, but there's still sand there. And so it's that, like, what is, what is here? What do I have to work with right now? What's, what's inspiring me? Because we are seriously sowing seeds for the future. Let your resolutions, that's my, this is my final point. It's like this time, this moment in time, these final degrees of the, of the sign of Sagittarius, these final days of autumn, this last wane, the waning of this last moon that we've have of this year. To let ourselves really let this ultimate surrender occur, let the wane occur so that we can understand and get some insight, directional guidance around where to move forward. It's speaking to us through our senses right now. And that's where we get to play with. Are we going to engage or are we going to receive a little bit more? Am I going to tune in? Am I going to be more receptive to that penetrative masculine effect? Or do I want to tune in and catch that more receptive feminine effect? And so it's this quality of like living in the moment, being present enough and in tune enough to catch this cycle. Because I'm telling you, of all the grand cycles coming together right now in this moment, and we are here on earth, alive, present with it, it's all coming together and culminating at this moment to be resolved. As we become resolute, we are building a new foundation for the future. A real, the Aquarian, you know, a real, (laughs) it's the Aquarian future. We're looking to build for the future here. And so you know, bless it, bless the light that is, nurture it, honor it, and just ask for some guidance and some, some insight as to how, how, how we can each individually maximize our light, shine our light in this world in this time, because it's coming, the wax is coming, so, you know, bless the wane. (laughs) Bless the season in all its glory. I am so grateful for you. Bless you. You know, I'm so thankful for you tuning in and being a part of this pod and being a part of my experience. I'm so grateful. And I'm having so much fun. If you want to do a, if you want a little insight into how to maybe maximize this new cycle that's coming, hit me up for a sesh. Perfect time for some resolutions, you know? perfect time to gain a little insight and if you want some some perspective on what the stars and the the planets have in store for you specifically reach out regardless i'll be here for you i'm going to continue this in into the future and i i really do appreciate you being a part of it so thanks so much take good care enjoy the wane much love y'all peace Thank you.